0: Hello and welcome to Sunday Messages with Fairmount Friends Church. We're so glad that you are joining us. You can find out more on www.fairmountfriendschurch.org. Here's Pastor Brock Meyer. And now we set our eyes on not just the end of the month, but the end of the year. I remember it being 2019 and thinking, man, not just a new year, but a new Decade has now come, 2020 is now here. Can y'all, y'all remember that? Y'all know that was two years ago, how fast that time moves. And so, as we look into this coming new year, I want us to focus on one major item, but three things that are going to underscore this, and it's this massive idea of commitment. And what are the things that the Lord has called you to commit to? Perhaps it's your relationship with the Lord. Maybe it's doubling down on your family. Maybe it's going that extra mile at work. Maybe it's developing your personal health and your personal life and some spiritual disciplines and, and stewarding yourself well. Maybe it's zeroing in on that marriage or I don't know, whatever those things are. Maybe it's, hey, I've called you to grow in this area, maybe financially, or hey, I want you to be more committed to your local church in your time, talent, treasures, the way that you give back to your church. I want you to be committed to your local community. I want you to be committed to your kids and to the kids surrounded in this school system. I don't know what they are, but I know that the Lord's putting his finger on this issue in my heart as it comes to the area of commitment. And so the three things that we want to focus on this morning is number one, does my behavior align with my belief? Does what I do... Really line up with what I believe. Number two, does my mouth and my actions, do they align with one another? What I say and what I do, are they in covenant union relationship? And finally, it's not enough that I try, but it's a, it has to be that I fully obey. And not just trying to do something, but give full obedience and surrender to the Lord. And so as we focus on these three things, we're going to look at some of the lives of of the men and women that were the most committed, dedicated examples that we see in the scriptures. And so let's go there now. This one example that I like to see, and this is not in the scriptures, but had he lived back in the days of David and Benaiah, I'm sure he would have been one of the the mighty three, or at least one of David's 30 men, definitely within his 300. But it's Jocko Willink. This is one of the baddest dudes on the planet. He's a Navy SEAL, and he came out with this book called Extreme Ownership. And in the book Extreme Ownership, what he says is he says, we were going through this this drill and this training where we had these rowboats, and there was a group of six guys in each rowboat. And as we would row out so far, we would get out to this certain buoy. We had to turn around and come back. And every single time that we would go out and we would come back, the same boat always came in first and the same boat always came in last. And so the, the lieutenant or whoever this, this title is, I'm sorry, I don't know the, the terminology, but he comes up and he says, I know what we're going to do. We're going to take the leader of the losing team and put him on the winning team. We're going to take the, the leader of the winning team and we're going to put him on the losing team and then we're going to see what happens. Let's do this race again. And they go and they race and they come back. Would you believe that the team that always won when they got the bad leader, lost. And the team that always lost when they got the good leader, they won. There was something that shifted when somebody doubled down and took ownership of that group of people. All of the results changed forever. There was this ownership and a commitment that took place. Y'all heard the example of whenever you're getting a breakfast and you get ham and eggs for breakfast. And there's two animals that are involved, right? There's the pig, and there's the chicken. And there's some of them that are super committed, and then there's some of them that were just involved. The chicken was involved in breakfast. The chicken donated an egg. But the pig sacrificed everything that he could in order for you to have that slice of ham. There's a huge difference, is there not, between involvement and commitment? There's a big difference between you, you attending and you leading. There's a huge difference between you showing up and you taking charge and leading. There's a big difference. And so we just want to kind of focus in on where are the areas where I'm just kind of maybe around, but I'm not engaged. Or maybe I'm, I'm somewhat involved, but I haven't sacrificially laid down to my own hurt. Like, man, this stings. I'm involved. I'll give a little bit. But do I give until it maybe even hurts? Will I go even to my own hurt at some times? And so let's double down on this idea of commitment. This first point that we're talking about is this one of, I got to do what I believe, or I got to behave the way that I believe. Look at the guy like King David. King David, he comes walking up here and he believes it. And he says, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine who would defy the enemies of the Lord our God? And it's not enough just to make a big boast. And it's not enough to come to church and sing songs and to, and to, to profess with our mouths that this is what we believe. King David chased down Goliath and he's standing toe to toe with him. At that point, he's committed, he's all in, there's no turning back. At this point, and he takes a couple of stones and he slings them around and sticks them in Goliath's head and he takes his head. Another man by the name of Benaiah, who rolled with David, he believed that it was his job to protect the people of Israel. And so, according to what I believe, that's how I have to behave. And so, I know that I've got to protect these people. I'm one of David's main men, I'm like his bodyguard. And if a lion comes into our town, I've got to take that lion by the throat. And so here comes a lion into their town. And guess what Beniah does? The Bible says that Beniah chased the lion until it fled. The lion jumps back into its pit. Beniah chased the lion into the pit on this snowy day. And it's not enough just to say, shoo, get away. I'm going to take your life. And he kills the lion. He believed it, and so he followed through, and he... Did it? How about the man Jesus? Jesus made some pretty big boasts, did he not? That he is the Messiah, he's the son of God, he's the king of the Jews, he is all, he's the prophesied fulfilled. He's the one, he's the anointed one. And it's not enough just to talk about it, you gotta be about it. And so, Jesus, going all the way to the cross, beaten and and taken his life from him, and his body, the Bible says, he will bear his marks for all of eternity, forever. He's going to be the man. How about this? How about doubting Thomas? Anybody remember this story? After Jesus goes to the cross, all the disciples are together in a room, right? And they're all together in a room, and Jesus comes, just appears into this room. And Thomas says this. He says, I won't believe that it's you just by what you say. He says, show me your wounds. How about that? Because I don't want to just listen to your words, I want to see your wounds. And it's more than words, it's the wounds of the man. And so Jesus holds him out and he goes, now I believe. Because you just don't talk about it, you're going to be about it. And it's belief that's followed by behavior. That's when we know when we're all in. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 8, we're going to show these scriptures. We are hard pressed on every side, the apostle Paul said, but not crushed were perplexed, but not in despair. This is the apostle Paul who gave his life. Let's also talk about Paul, who originally his name was Saul, and he has an encounter with Jesus. And Jesus comes in and knocks him off his horse, and he's blinded for multiple days, and to where Jesus gets a hold of this man named Saul and turns him into Paul, so much so that he believed it, and he was willing to give his life until he was martyred. And he was imprisoned, and his life was taken from him. He not only believed it, but he behaved like it. And he says that we're hard-pressed, we're, we're not crushed, we're perplexed, we're not in despair, we're persecuted, but we're not abandoned. We're struck down, but we're not destroyed. We always carry around in our bodies the, the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal bodies. So then death is at work in us, but the life is at work in you. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen since what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal and so this is the point is commitment is not just what i believe but it is how i behave what are the things that maybe you've said that you want to do but you just don't anybody do new year's resolutions aren't those the best worst ideas that we've ever come up with it's like yeah i'm going to do it i'm going to become something I'm going to stress less and have more joy. I'm going to get that six-pack. For some of you, that was 60 years ago. I'm going to do this. I'm going to save more. I'm going to do all these things. And we believe it, at least we do on January 1st. And then it's about January 11th, and we just punt the next 360 days. To where we come in and we say, this is what I have said, this is what I believe, and my actions have to start aligning with this way. When you get a vision that burns deep within you, and you are like a man on fire, something has gripped a hold of you, and you've seen the one and you've seen excellence, and Jesus has locked in on you, and he's given you a vision. And without a vision, we just perish, we meander around. But with a vision, we're constrained, and we're locked in. And the Bible would say this, that, that when you get a hold, and you're locked in on a vision, and it burns within you, right? This is Proverbs 18. that this is that this is one that's going to fulfill this vision. And so, what's the vision that we have, and that we're going to be committed to? Our founding fathers had a vision, and it was to leave the tyranny of, of, of religious tyranny that was on Great Britain. Religious freedom was such a big deal that they said, if we can't have freedom, we're out. John Jay said, give me freedom or give me death. I would, I, that's, that's his commitment level. Either I'm free or, or take me now. He's committed to this thing. Fifty-six men that signed the Declaration of Independence. Their conviction resulted in untold sufferings for themselves and for their families. Of the 56 men, five were captured by the British and tortured before they died. Twelve had their homes ransacked and burned. These are legends, right? We think that the legends that life was just super easy. No, they paid it all for this. Two lost their sons in the Revolutionary army. Another had two sons that were captured. Nine of the 56 fought and died from wounds or from the hardships of war. Carter Braxton of Virginia, a wealthy planter and trader, saw his ships sunk by the British Navy. He sold his home and properties to pay his debts, and he died in poverty. At the Battle of Yorkstown, and the British, uh, the, the British General Cornwallis had taken over Thomas Nelson's home for his headquarters. Nelson quietly ordered General George Washington to open fire on his own home. The home was destroyed and, and Nelson died bankrupt. John Hart was driven from his wife's bedside as she was dying. Their 13 children fled for their lives. His fields and mill were destroyed. For over a year, he lived in forests and caves, returning home only to find his wife dead and his children vanished. A few, weeks, a few weeks later, he died from exhaustion. Yeah, I would think that he'd be pretty exhausted after that. When you have a vision and it moves you to the point of extreme sacrifice, an extreme commitment. Not just kind of showing up a little bit, but you're saying, I'm all in, man. It's not just enough just to be present in the home, Dad. And maybe that's, that's a win because of what you saw in your dad. And, and that's a win, and we'll celebrate that win that, that you're present. But now we need a little bit more. As Jesus is calling us that we would be a living sacrifice, that we're going to climb up on this altar, and we're going to say, God, light these idol sticks in my life, and may I burn up for you. I seek not a long life, but a full one like yours, Lord Jesus. And we would sacrifice, and we would lay it down for what he's calling us to do. He's saying, come on, there's more. Come on, get that heart, romance that heart back. Come on, lead your kids on a great story. Come on, show up for those grandbabies. Celebrate well. Write them letters. Make those phone calls. It's hard to connect with those kids, but go again. And lay it out there. Say, burn it up, shoot up my house, General George Washington. Whatever I have, let it be destroyed for the sake of a new day of America. How about that? God, take it all if that's what it means that you're gonna save my family. God, whatever it takes to get my kids' hearts back, God, whatever it is, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. And I just don't want to play around another year. And, and here we are two years later and, and five years later. And I had this vision. I had this dream. But I was never committed and disciplined enough to make it become reality. I'm just challenge you. Move your involvement into a sacrifice of commitment. Not just donating the egg, but to lay your life down as that pig to, to offer up the bacon of your life. The best things that you've got to go to another level in God. I'll tell you, I just haven't seen too many people that have seen their visions become reality without having to fight through the tears and the tests and the trials to come through on the other side. Alyssa said this the other day. She says, you only get some things by extreme behavior. (laughs) Only extreme stuff. And what's that level that the Lord is saying, come on, you got to step it up. You got to go to another level level in your game. So point two, commitment is not just what I say, it is what I do. There is a mega fight that lies between where you are and everything you want. There's a fight for it. The last few years, being a high school basketball coach, there's kids that show up when the season comes around. And they want to get a lot of minutes come game time. But there's this whole thing called the off season where there's summer open gyms that they couldn't be less interested in. And it's interesting because whenever the season rolls around, I want to play and I want minutes and I'm ticked off if you don't give them to me. Coach Small, am I I preaching or what? This is the truth. And so whenever it comes game time, I want to play the minutes. And whenever it's it's the last second shot, I want to take the shot. I want to be the man. I don't want to show up in the summer, though. I don't want to do the off-season stuff. There's this thing between what you really want and where you are. The, The space between that is called a committed fight. Because who you are and who you want to be will not happen on accident. And then we'll be here again next year. And you'll be a sophomore, and then a junior, and then a senior, and then you're gone. It's just how high school works, sophomore, junior, senior. And then hopefully you graduate. It's the same thing that's true in life Man, what did I not get this year? What did I just kind of play around with this year? What's the sin patterns that just continue to bind me up? That the Bible would say, cast this off that so easily entangles you, that you may run the race that's marked out for you, and you're still kind of dabbling with that sin. And so here we are again, the end of another year, and then another year, and then A little, what the Proverbs would say, a little folding of the hands and a resting of the eyes, and then we're dead. And people, we're not just practicing right now for our funerals. The goal at the end is to die fully alive. That I'm all in. I'm committed to my own life at least, right? To making this everything that God has possibly designed for me to be. Commitment trades what's comfortable for what's right. Let me say that again. Commitment trades what's comfortable for what's right. These last couple days have been like I've had to try to live out this own message as it comes to my own weariness. Anybody tired at the end of the year? Not just the end of the day or the end of the week. The end of the year, you're just tired. And the kids got all these toys. Dad, would you play with this? Dad, I wanna play with this. Dad, would you wanna play with this? Dad, build this. I don't even know why, how to build this thing. Dad, come on, look, can we build this thing? Like, I just wanna lay on the couch. And I'm saying, I'm thinking, Brock, everything that you want these kids to be is not gonna happen on accident. Get off your butt, engage with your kids. Okay, and here we go. And I've got to go, and I gotta push off what's comfortable in order to do what is right. And we do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Period. This is right that I give. This is right that I take care of myself this way. This is right that I serve these people. This is right that my response would be this. This is right that my joy level would be. This is right in how my heart would come before the Lord. I'm gonna be committed to presenting myself like that. Muhammad Ali, he can, cons- uh, by many, considered not just to be the best boxer, but for some, the best athlete of all time. He wasn't afraid to be uncomfortable in order to get better. So we see a couple pictures of a training routine, and it seems like it's seemingly in the dark. That's the black and white. And then, boom, we show up on the stage, and we knock him out, right? And we all just want to show up for the great knockout. But I'll tell you, it's hitting the bag, and it's running, and it's all of the hard stuff. Here's his Routine. Early morning stretch, 5.30 a.m. run. He'd run for six miles a day in army boots. These six-mile runs had to be under 40 minutes. Six miles and under 40 minutes. After his run, he'd do varying workouts uh, uh, depending on the day. 12.30 p.m., Ali would go to the gym for three hours. This is where he'd box, hit the heavy bag, hit the speed bag, and then he'd spar. Ali would eat pretty close to perfect. He'd have just a really clean diet. All natural foods, juices, water, chicken, vegetables. If it didn't make him better, he didn't do it. You push off what's comfortable to do what's right. If you want to be the champion, and I'm talking about just champion in the faith, unless we've got some golden gloves in here. I'm talking about a champion in the faith. It's a David. It's a Beniah. It's a, it's, it's a Paul. It's being like Jesus. We push off what's comfortable and we say, God, light me up. We'll put a vision inside of my heart. Let me be like a soul on fire for you. Fix my, my gaze like, like flint. Set my eyes upon you and let me zero in on what you have for me. Maybe for some of you right now, you're in a in a, in a season where, where you're not married and you're saying, God, I just want to stay pure. Let, set my eyes on purity. God, I pray that I would lock in and zero in, that I would be all in, committed to my own holiness right now. Whatever those seasons of life that you're in, God, I, I just yield my, my physical body to you. God, it's yours and yours alone. And until I enter into covenant, I surrender it to you, and God, I'm just going to stay pure. Maybe that's the challenge this morning. I remember hearing this story from Phil Wright. Anybody remember that winter of 76? Nobody? Yeah, some of you? I was minus six years old (laughs) at this time. And I heard this story from Phil Wright. Phil said that it snowed and ice was the, the biggest one. There was so much snow and ice. He said that I had to go a mile down the road to get to where we had kept our livestock. And he said it didn't matter that it snowed. They still had to get fed. They still had to get watered. And we could not get the truck down the road. We couldn't even get a tractor down the road. He said, so what I had to do is I had to walk in snow that was past my knees, which for Phil, it was more like past his knees. <laughs> and so he had to walk in snow past his knees. I don't know. I forget how long he said to finally show up to these, to these cattle and to feed them, and to sacrifice for them, and to give them water, and make sure it didn't freeze, and to bust up that ice if it did, and to do whatever it takes to keep them alive. We got to do whatever it takes for that next level. He said, there was a level of commitment. Either you're in or you're not, And, and there are lives that are hanging in the balance. For this, it was the livestock. They're going to die if I'm not awesome, if I don't show up, if I don't be committed to them. There are lives, people, hanging in the balance in your home. if you're not awesome, their lives are going to go in a totally different direction. It just will. A plus B does equal C. When dad's better, the family gets better. When mama is better, the family gets better. When mom and dad are good together, it just gets better. It just does. It just does. And so I've got to be committed and double down into this. These hard situations that maybe you're currently going through. And maybe we feel lonely and lost and fearful and frustrated. I don't know what those feelings are that you're currently going through, but I just want you to know this. God knows, God remembers, and God is more committed to you than even you are. He's all in on your life. He's committed to this thing. For some, like myself at times, my mouth and my actions don't live in harmony. My mouth and my actions don't even live in the same zip code. And we say one thing and we do something else. Alyssa will tell you, if there's anything in life that frustrates me, and I don't get frustrated easily. I think I'm a fairly easy enough guy to get along with. But this frustrates me, is when somebody's mouth doesn't match their actions. And they want to talk about it but not be about it. And they would say, man, I'm doing awesome, and I'm going to do this, and we're going to go do this, and we're going to do this. And you know it isn't going to happen because their track record proves it. History proves it. The Bible would just say, judge a tree by its fruit. And I'm just looking at your life. The Bible would say that that's the way that we ought to judge. And so as I begin to take assessment of this life, it's so frustrating when I talk about something, and yet I will not do that thing. And I'll tell you this, you actually lose your voice. And not only do you lose your voice to your audience, you lose your voice to yourself because inner, you know, you know you're not going to lose those five pounds. You know you're not going to lose those 50. You know you're not going to whatever it is. There were some men in our men's group that that they they said, I'm going to read through the Bible this year. And they did it. Not just enough to say it, but to Dale Carr, he challenged our entire men's group, he said, men, let's be men of the word, I'm going to read through the Bible this year, and I said, then let's do it, let's all go in together. And there were men that said it, and they did it, and to follow through with it. Commitment has nothing to do with your feelings. It's not how I feel today. It's not do I feel in love today. I made a commitment to that woman. It's not do I feel like I need to go do this, it has zero to do with my feelings has everything to do with decisions and dedications that I've made to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do, irregardless of how I feel. I'll tell you this, if there's something in your life that you're not enjoying, but you're not changing, if you're not changing it, you are choosing it. You're choosing those disciplines or the lack thereof. You're choosing that health. And you would say, no, 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 no I'm not. It's like, yeah, but you are. I'm not changing it. I am choosing to continue to live in this place. The Bible would say this in Proverbs fifteen four: An honest man keeps his oath even when it hurts. Another version says this. He swears to his own hurt and he does not change. A man who will speak his words. And man, if I made this promise and I made this commitment, then I have to back it up 100%. I got to be all in. I can't say one thing and do something else. This is point number two. If I say it, I got to do it. Your word is your bond. Just like Doubting Thomas says, I don't want to just hear it, Jesus. I want to see it. I want to see it on you. As kids, maybe, we might have had a hard time believing our friends if they made us a promise because our hearts were trained by our siblings that they lie to us, right? <laughs> and so our siblings lie to us and we say, but do you promise? Yeah, 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 man, of course, I promise. Do you pinky promise? <laughs> and if you pinky promise, that's a whole nother level, am I right? I mean, now we're in because our pinky's touched. And if, our, if we do a pinky hug, we are all in on this promise. And here's the deal, is sometimes we've said it so often that we don't even believe ourselves. But do you promise this time? Can you pinky promise with me that you're really going to do it? Because every time I hear something, it just doesn't ever work out that way. And so people, I want you to start developing that belief of your own voice again. You said you were going to do it, and you know you won't let's start changing that to where I say I'm going to believe it because my word is my bond. I made an oath to myself. Even if it's going to hurt me, to my own hurt, to my own discomfort, I am going to do this. And finally, point three, commitment is not what we try. It's that we fully obey. It's Christmas Eve, and the the Lord had put a few things on my heart. I want you to do this with your family, this with your family, this with your family. And would you believe that one of the craziest things that the Lord told me to do is he says, I want you to make a TikTok with Ronnie. <laughs> I thought, now I know you're crazy, Jesus. <laughs> he wanted me to do a TikTok with Ronnie. So Ronnie does these TikTok videos. If you don't know what it is, it's like this 15-second, you have a song playing in the background, and you do a dance to it, okay? It's so kind of how it originally started. Now it's a whole different deal. But I, she said, do a TikTok video with Ronnie. And so I said, hey, Ronnie, do you want to do a TikTok video? And you know what we did is we watched video after video after video, and she was loving this moment. And so we're checking all of them out, and we're looking at this. And, and probably the best mom game on TikTok is Jessica Alba right now, and she dances with all of her kids. Have y'all seen this? Just me? Okay. <laughs> Hey, just me and Jessica Alba and Ronnie. <clears throat> and so we're watching these videos and so then, so then we're like, okay, well, yeah, we like that song. And so then we tried to find this song. And then we tried to learn this dance and so we're doing it and we're like dancing and we're doing all these little things and we're, you know, we're do- and we and and we tried to do it. And then you know what? We didn't. And then it's at the end of the day and I'm taking a shower, and, and that's just where the Lord talks to me. And I'm, I'm there, and he says, you didn't obey. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, we were all in today. We did nothing but family day all day. He goes, I told you to make a TikTok with Ronnie. Why didn't you? I'm, but, but I was like, but we tried. Like, we tried, and, and, and we tried to learn it, and we tried to, to, to find the right music, and we tried to learn to dance. And he goes, he said, I didn't ask you to try. I asked you to do it. <sighs> So then I go find my daughter, and I said, Ronnie, this is so weird, but Jesus told me to make a TikTok with you today. Will you forgive me that we tried, but we didn't do it? And of course, she's like, yeah, Dad, yeah, whatever. And then we made this TikTok, and it's like three minutes long, and we're throwing a pen in a cup. And, and she says this. She says, she goes, Dad, it's so long, and Judah says nobody will like it because it's so long, and people don't have attention spans anymore. That's what, that's what she said. And she goes, but I don't care if people like it, because we got to do it together. Oh, come on. Because it's not about what other people are liking and not liking and judging on my life. I've made some commitments, and I'm going to do this thing. Pastor Andrew, would you come up here super quick? We're not going to do a TikTok together. <laughs> Pastor Andrew, right here, would you just do me a favor? Would you just just try to sit on this step right here? No, 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 don't, don't sit on this step just try to sit on the step <laughs> and some of us are doing this with our lives he said to do it not just try okay you're good <laughs> that's like a 15 second squat right there and here's the deal is and when we feel good about ourselves i tried and the Lord would say, love on that girl. And you're saying, well, I, I tried that. No, 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 do it. The Bible would say, treat your wife as if she is the weaker vessel and serve her and lay your life down for her the way that Christ did for his bride. Yeah, I, I tried that. No, 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 I didn't ask you to try. I asked you to do it day in and day out, week after week, year after year, lay your life down. Forgive those that curse you and who spitefully use you. (laughs) Tried that. That relationship never gets better. I didn't ask you to try it. I asked you to do it and forgive them again and again and again and again and again. And there's a huge difference in our commitment level whenever he asks us not just to try something, but to fully obey. And church, I just say that, that 2020 is this year where we say, God, I'm all in. It's full commitment. I'm all in. I'm just not going to talk about it. I'm going to be about it. I'm going to have my mouth aligned with my actions. I'm just going to try stuff. I'm going to do it. I'm going to fully obey. Hey, I want you to be a great witness wherever you go. Whenever you go into this, into this um, where you're going to the grocery store. You're going to Horner's. I want you to love on people. I want you to buy their groceries. I I I tried talking to to them. No, do it. I want you to lead one of your friends to the Lord this year. Well, you know, we kind of, I tried having that little conversation. No, 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 let's do it. Come on, let's do it. Let's start making big faith steps. And God, I'm going to obey you, and I'm going to go all in on these things this year. What is those commitment levels? We push off the comfort. We make the choice. We're going to do what's right because... It's right, I gotta fight through where I am and everything that I want. This is a fight to get there. I've gotta push through all of that stuff because we're gonna be here again next year and we'll hear a similar message and we'll feel the same guilt and then we'll get all fired up and we'll repent and we'll do it for a couple weeks. And we will say, Jesus, I want this to be a lifestyle. Jesus, literally, it's not just going on a diet, it's changing your lifestyle and your spirit, man in your mindset. It's becoming that person. So as we close this morning, as we exit one year, we head into another. I have to ask myself this. Does my behavior align with my belief? Do my actions match my mouth? And did I just try it out or did I fully obey? And this is how we will lay a hold of all of that to which Christ Jesus has laid a hold of us. Maybe for some of you, there's some in here, you're saying, yep, this is me, and I want to go all in. This is going to be the year of this commitment where I'm going, and I just want to see those things. I've got this vision that's burning inside of my heart. and I cannot shake it. In just a second, I'm going to ask you to Stand. And we're just going to pray. As, as you are that person, you're just saying, Jesus, i, I got to go all in. I've got to push off the comforts. I've got to push past who's going to like it and who's not going to like it. I've got to push past just kind of trying things out and, and going all in. It's like, those, it's like those founding fathers. I lay all that I have at your feet. It's like the pig. I'm, I'm all in on this breakfast. And so if that's you and the Lord's just doing some things inside of your heart would. Would you stand with me this morning? And we're just going to pray over you and over this next year. Let's pray. Jesus, you see those that are saying, yes, God, I want more. I want to go all in. Jesus, we pray that like the Apostle Paul, we might be crushed, but we're not perplexed. That we might be pressed down, but we're not destroyed. We might be going through some hardships, but God, we're going to overcome. I just pray, God, that you would do that work in this church family. That this would be a church family that's all in. That we're committed to you, Jesus. Those things that you're calling out of us, I pray that we would give them to you fully. In Jesus' name, God, we want our lives to be a pleasing sacrifice to you. And we thank you for this last year. But God, we're looking to a new year. We're looking to a new day and a new us and a new, a new you, a new church family here, Lord. And we press on to everything that you have laid a hold of us. And we pray a blessing upon this house and upon this next year. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're so glad that you were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or your preferred podcasting app. Be sure to rate us so other people can know about the podcast.